I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and deep dive into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality. Learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships. Because everything starts with you. Hello, and welcome to the Brand Therapist Podcast. I'm your host, Yamaka Rodriguez, and I'm super, super excited with our guest today, Christy Hunter. I'm going to go ahead and get started with her bio. From PE and dance teacher, building teams on sports field to creating companies in the studio, Kirsty has expanded her practice to the boardroom and beyond. Leveraging upon the knowledge of transferable skills gained from being immersed with diverse and creative young minds has allowed her to stretch and define her own style that is of an empathetic leader. Demonstrating the importance of great communication, leading with a compassion and amplifying cross-cultural understanding have been the greatest facilitators to her successful teaching and leadership career in some of the country's most outstanding creative institutions. In March of 2022, she started her executive MBA at Warwick University and the Creativity Clinic was launched, a concept designed to support educationalists, artists, and corporates with the creative approaches of strategic advantage, operations management, marketing, innovation, and entrepreneurship through inclusive cultures and community-led approaches. Kirsty seeks to unite people, education, the arts, and the industry together for a fairer, more collaborative, and sustainable future. Welcome, welcome, Christy. Hi, nice to see you. Thanks for having me on. Let me ask you this. Tell me a little bit more around what you talk about these creative clinics. Tell me like encompassing, what does that really mean and how do you use them to leverage them in business? Sure. So I work with a number of companies, some of them already in the creative industries, some of them in education, as well as those maybe that aren't always uh, quite as innovative and creative themselves. Or we ask lots of people sometimes if they think they're creative or not, and they'll say, I'm not a creative. And it's trying to work with people to understand that actually we're all creatives, so we're all problem solvers, and uh, trying to get people to be more innovative in their practice, to think outside of the box, and maybe not just go down the sort of one-way route. So I do consultancy primarily for education, because that's largely my background but working and exploring with startups to scale-ups and the hope for the future to work with some bigger corporations. And it's just about navigating with them and trying to, to try and give people the, uh, the opportunity to embrace change. I think we always find it a little bit um, nerve-wracking. So that's what I'm currently doing. Yes, I was an industrial designer. That's what I graduated from. And as I worked in corporate, it was very interesting how people kind of put themselves in silos and the not creative ones, the creative ones. And we did a lot of design thinking sessions. So really letting everybody know that everybody's creative, that anybody can come up with different ideas and having like a collaborative group understanding and knowledge that not just the people who go to school 
for design are the creative ones. Exactly. Diversity of thought. It's just, you know, you've got to get lots of different opinions from different places. It makes it for a more exciting environment, doesn't it? So It does. It does. And being open to that and just letting things kind of come in and come out. And I teach, I teach that at the university now, and it's really fascinating because I think the young people now are also very stuck in the way of thinking and really getting them unstuck is really what I try to do. So it's, it's fascinating to me how each generation is very different on how they think and ideas can come from anywhere. So I love what you're doing. So let me ask you, because this would be a brand therapist show if we didn't talk about childhood. Tell me a story about your childhood that kind of got you to where you are today. So I am a very working class girl from a family. My father was in the Navy. My mother worked in schools as a support assistant and they did worked really hard. They were endlessly working and they still continue to work now. But it was tough. It was financially really tough. And, you know, in those times when you're sort of saving up to buy your own school shoes and you know, you're trying to mask it by presenting yourself as beautifully as you can with very little money. It was quite difficult to sort of be engaged with things that I that I loved. And I got involved in sports because it was the thing that I could do after school, during the school day. And I absolutely loved it. It was a place to escape, get away to, but it was also free. And it was only later on in life that I came across dance and I loved it. I just fell in love with it. And it was really important, sort of, I didn't really start really truly getting into it until I was 21 and understanding that actually everybody should have had a right to this wonderful practice of dance and the arts. So that sort of led me on my journey. I was really keen to make sure I, sh- I worked hard uh, so that I wouldn't have to have those financial sort of challenges and setbacks that my parents had had where you're worrying every single day and there's arguments going off because it's all about money. So the idea was to go out and set myself the challenge of being able to look after my family at the same time, just trying to be able to make sure that young people that were coming behind me could have access to the arts. And so that's largely where I've been focused in my career to date. So, Oh, wow. That's wonderful. I live in the U.S., so tell us a little bit about where you're coming from because your accent is very beautiful. People don't say that in the UK, but uh, so I live in a place <laughs> called Crystal Palace. Uh, it's, it's southeast London, but I'm originally from uh, Portsmouth, which is on the south coast. So I lived by the sea as a child, but now I'm a London girl now. I've been there. It's beautiful over there in Portsmouth. So it's a great place. So let me ask you this. I always talk about fame and fame is interpreted in many ways. And I ask people to talk about their fame story because we all have one. And it's more about thinking about fame as an impact. You know, what's the impact we want to live? And so tell me a story of how you left an impact. Sure. So I I worked at a place called the Brit School. It's a really renowned school. The wonderful Adele, Amy Winehouse, Jesse J. Tom Holland, Chris Jumbo. I could keep going. The list is endless. So I guess in terms of fame, it's never been about my own personal fame, but the opportunity to grow young individuals and artists that can be supported to find their true potential. So I guess whether I find fame for myself in the future, I'm not famous yet, but I've certainly um, had a close proximity to those that are famous, should we say. 
I think that's where I'm comfortable being. I love that because they say that being surrounded by greats or by amazing people always gets us to be more like that. So I love that you talk about you feel really comfortable in that space and that's kind of your space. Yeah, I'm okay in that space. (laughs) I love that. So let me ask you, what is your greatest fear? I think fear of failure is probably my greatest fear. Stepping into a new industry was a real eye-opener. At 22 years in education and uh, and then biting the bullet and going, I'm going to go and do something else. I'm going to go and do it on my own. That fear of failure was really real. But I'm consistent and have good grit, so uh, I like to get stuck in. So there's an element that in the back of my mind, I know that if I continue to work hard, keep on going, keep on digging deep, that I'll get there. But there's still sometimes it complains. There's those days out there where you kind of, what if I don't get there? What if I don't do it? But so yeah, fear of failure is probably the biggest fear. Yeah, I totally get that. It kind of creeps in there and we have to stay positive to make sure that it creeps back out. So let's talk a little bit more about personal branding. So do you consider yourself to have a personal brand today? And if so, how do you define it? So I think for me, it's about creativity and innovation and having a passion and an understanding of the challenges that are faced in particular industries, whether it's creativity, creative industries or education. So truly about integrity, consistency and driving, you know, that driver to kind of really push forward and improve yourself. But creativity and innovation, I suppose, is my brand and my values would be the integrity and passion, grit to get things done. We thank our sponsor, BespokeBranding.io, tailored branding to reach your ideal client. Gain a deeper level of understanding to empower your brand and purpose and rule the market. We know what it's like to journey from a place of feeling overwhelmed and undervalued to being powerful, understood, and authentic. Your brand identity allows you to live your purpose. The Brand Therapist has 20 years of branding and design experience, has transformed billion-dollar brands, and has eight plus years of guiding women entrepreneurs to realize their potential. I invite you to take the brand quiz and you can find it at www.bespokebranding.io. How important is it for you to deliver on a consistent message? I think, um, Anybody who knows anything about social media or getting a brand out there will know you've got to be consistent. Uh, You know, people aren't going to trust you. Everything's about psychological safety. And if you're inconsistent, then people won't know that they can rely on you, put their faith in you, have a relationship, engage with you. So, yeah, consistency is critical if uh, we want to get anywhere, I I believe. I haven't seen anybody else yet that's maybe not consistent that's doing really well. So. Right. That is so true. So what is the challenge or challenges that you face in defining your personal brand? Initially, I think it was about finding my niche. I love so many different things. And I want to go and pick at lots of different areas and really trying to kind of drill down actually what's going to be the one thing 
that I can really be the expert on, as opposed to jack of all trade, master of none. And I'm still fine tuning, I think. I think I'm not quite there yet. I know where I want to go, but I'm, I still want to do that bit over here. So yeah, I think finding the niche is definitely the challenge. Has there been anything that you feel like has been holding you back from accomplishing your purpose? I think, again, new industry, the music industry particularly is a really hard industry and it's small. So I think the imposter syndrome is definitely there. When you're branching into something new for the first time, it's not about necessarily the dance of others, but the dance of yourself. And I think having a self-awareness to be able to notice that it's possibly an imposter syndrome or whether maybe you aren't in the right space at the right time, maybe you're not quite there yet. But networking and building a tribe around me, um, working to help build yourself up as well as kind of listening to the other voices that sometimes just, you've got to listen to those voices that say, well, maybe not yet, or you can get there, but just pause a bit or maybe think about doing it this way. So yeah, imposter syndrome would definitely be in a new industry. Definitely. That would be the one. Yeah, it's so true. Like I can remember even starting this new business. If you don't value what you have, I think a lot of times it's hard for us to become helpful because we give our products for free or we barely charge or, you know, we don't think we're good enough. And that until you understand the value is it where you get your clients and you start making strides and all these things. But I think we all go through this as entrepreneurs. I don't, you know, I, I definitely hear this a lot is that you at sometimes like, am I doing the right thing? Maybe I'm not doing this correctly, or you just doubt every step of the way until you kind of get through that part. And then you start seeing the fruits of your labor and the value you give to your clients and, and the more your business grows because of that. So it's so true. So I had to do a test and I just want to talk a little bit about your results. I always like to do it live. I know you came out as a magician, which is super, super exciting. So I'm going to read that to you and you're going to tell me if you kind of connect with it because we use brand character to really bring to life your brand and your personal brand. So you came out as a magician where there's a will, there's a way a magician sees the world as systems and is attracted to things that help them change, transform and heal. The motivation is change. The need is to transform and the fear is being undervalued. And the behaviors is inquires about the world around them, sees the world as systems and achieves unbelievable feats. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. It's pretty good. And some some of the things I've already said, you like you, you're nodding away, going, "No, oh, yeah, you've said that." So yeah, it's really it's quite on point. Yes, and remember, we only had two questions, right, to deliver on the quiz, and it came out with this answer. So there's a few words that I call value words. And I want you to define them in your own words. So what's adaptive to you? Adaptive is about being able to shift mindset, being able to shift position, being able to pivot, taking on challenges that when they're thrown at you, you're not going to be shaken by them. So you can just respond. I think that people who aren't adaptive kind of can stagnate. So I think it's about that transformation that you were talking about of continuously changing and growing. 
So change of state and being ready for any exciting things that might come next. Exactly. Insightful. I think insightful is about a broad range of knowledge and being able to take different positions from different voices, trying to listen to those voices, but learning to filter out the ones that maybe aren't relevant and shifting between what's really required. So I think a broad understanding of the world and the external as well as internal factors, I think would probably be about insightful. Persuasive. That could be, I think charisma comes into this, the ability to guide, shape, develop somebody or something to go along with an idea or concept. Love it. Dynamic. Dynamic is about being exciting. It's about fast changing, but I think there's something about it being exciting. You want to listen to a dynamic piece of music, it's going to evoke some emotion. So yeah, that's what I'd go with. Evoke an emotion and excitement. And the last one, magnetic. Personalities. This is, I'd say, a magnetic personality. People that you're drawn to, there's something about a character that you want to gravitate towards. You feel good around that thing or person. Yeah, something that makes you feel good. Again, emotion. Exactly. So tell me three lessons learned over your lifetime or a couple of years that have gotten to you where you are today. Lessons learned, I think, is about building a tribe around you. Uh, I think people always talk about they want to find the partner for life and we expect this amazing partner to be able to offer us everything. And I, I'm not a believer in that. I think that different people bring different attributes to what you might need. So whether there's somebody to coach you, to be your champion, to be your shoulder to cry on. So building your tribe is really key. I think self-awareness is critical as we kind of go on to be able to take a leap of faith, to understand what your limitations are at that point and to be reflective and try and engage with what behaviors you might have. So that's two. And the third one, empathy is is something that really helps to drive relationships and having an understanding. I've been really fortunate to have worked with so many young people from a range of backgrounds. And I think that having an empathy and understanding of different perceptions and when people come into the room and how they show up is really good to then how you can show up. Oh, I love that. So true. You know, I'm a big believer in empathy. And I think a lot of times it's really hard for us to put ourselves in somebody else's shoes. And we may get angry or things might come up within us when we hear somebody say a particular thing. But I think having that empathy and understanding can really help us grow as individuals and as humans. And I think having that empathy is really key. So let me ask you, where do you see yourself in the future? Like, where do you see yourself in the next five or 10 years? So I used to do this a lot. And then I realized that actually it just always kept changing, but it's always good to have a, <laughs> have a rough goal. So I would love to grow the creativity clinic. I want to build a team around me. I want to get into doing a podcast so I can happy to have some tips. I'd like to be able to impact young people and creatives so that they can engage and access the arts on a broader scale than what I did previously. So one school to a national reach is my aim, maybe in the next five years. I don't know, maybe global. Let's see. But to just be a thought leader and mentor, work with young people directly and try and see how we could uh, build better creative communities for people that might otherwise not have access to the arts. I love that. 
I think being in England, you guys have access to the entire European Union. I know it's a little bit more difficult because languages and all those things kind of get sometimes confusing, but I think most people speak English, so there is an advantage to that. And I can see yourself kind of expanding in that. I love the name of your brand too, the Creative Clinic. I think that's really cute and it makes a lot of sense like how to think about it. There's a lot of metaphors around that. So I love how you did that. So tell us, Kirsty, where can we find you? Where do you, do you like to hang out on socials? How do we get in touch with you if we want to know more about this creative clinic? Sure. So I'm, I hang out in LinkedIn. That's my space. I dabble in Instagram, but if you really want to get hold of me and connect with me, then LinkedIn and please reach out. I'd love to connect with similar like-minded people to build a community of creatives and non-creatives that might want to be creative. I love that. We met on LinkedIn. So I have to say that there's a really great connection of really super smart people there and a great community that everybody can build. So if you want to get a hold of Kirsty, just go to LinkedIn, message her, and I'm sure she'll reach out and respond. Thank you, Kirsty, for being on the show. I'm so excited to have you. And for everybody that is listening, I hope that all your dreams come true. And I can't wait to get in touch with you in the future and see where you're at, because you're right. A lot of times we decide to pivot and our things change a little bit here and there, but having like a goal where we want to go is always important. Exactly. It's been lovely speaking to you. It's been amazing to uh, get to meet you in person with a face attached. So it's <laughs> nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. Yes, I love this. We are global and now, you know, talking to people all over the world, which I love. And so thank you for the listeners who are here and we'll see you on the next show. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you would like to connect on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding or BespokeBranding.io. And if you would like to do the brand character quiz, go to BespokeBranding.io and click on Brand Quiz. Or you can email me at Yamoka at Yamoka.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.